Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your freak flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. I change everybody's names. I tell people, email me from a phony email and call me from a blocked number. I like to keep everybody anonymous. I'm anonymous too. I mean, this is my name and my voice, but no one has ever seen me. You could see half of me over on my YouTube channel, Strictly Anonymous Podcast, but I don't show my face. This whole thing is called Strictly Anonymous, like I said, because everyone is anonymous. So if you have like a naughty, interesting story that you want to share while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. Follow me there. And you could DM me there if you want. Now, if you want to reveal like a naughty confession that you have while remaining anonymous, you could call my confessions hotline. I change the voices there too. Those are all aired on my Patreon, but the voices are changed. So you remain anonymous. So if you have a naughty confession that you just want to get off your back, while remaining anonymous, call that number. It's 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Now, that number you could call 24-7. But just so you know, I don't respond to anybody there. I don't call you back. I don't read text messages. Don't wave to me. Don't FaceTime me. (laughs) But you can leave a message there. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need a longer, just call back and do a part two. Totally cool. Uh, If you want to talk to me off air because you like have a problem that maybe you don't want to talk to anyone else about, that's what most people call into the the private line. You could do that. I offer that service. The link is in the description. I charge for it. You could talk to me 45 minutes, 100 bucks. I love analyzing people's problems. So if you have a problem, you want to talk to me on the DL you could do that. The link is in the description. And then uh, if you want to see the, all the pics of all the people on my show, go to my Patreon. You get all these episodes early and ad-free. You get all the anonymous pics of all of my guests. Plus, you get all of the naughty confessions. Plus, I do fun things over there as well. It's only $5 a month. You can cancel at any time. Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Now today, oh, if you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. If you're listening on uh, YouTube, subscribe to my channel. (laughs) Uh, Today I have on Wayne. Wayne emailed me and he was like, listen, I have an interesting topic to talk about that you've never had on the show. And it's about sex tourism. He wants to talk about sex tourism because he started a YouTube channel called Adulting Hard where he he travels the world because of another YouTube channel he has, a mountain biking channel that he has that he and he travels for it and then you know it comes across these like red light districts and he decided to do a whole YouTube channel just talking about that and letting people know like what goes down in all the different places um and cuz he's traveling there anyway uh and that's what we talk about on this episode. His name is Wayne. He like I said has a YouTube channel called Adulting Hard. Go check it out. Uh, He talks about his first time in Thailand. I mean, this was a guy that was dating someone for like 10 years and then broke up and then went to Thailand or lived there and hooked up with and uh, an escort uh, or, you know, I don't know what the right word is. Um, And he talked about that first experience, what he thought about it, exactly what went down. And then he breaks down all the different places that he's been to and how each place is very different. You know, he talks about Bangkok and Thailand and Hong Kong and the Philippines. He talks about Kathmandu, massage parlors there. (laughs) And he's cool because, you know, he's not into anything dark. You know, Uh, he talks about some places that he went to that was dark and the stuff that he saw there wasn't fucking cool and he wasn't into it as well as the places that are like party central, like Bangkok, where it is like the place to be right now because it is going down. He talks about the ladyboy places and uh, 
you know, and his experiences. We also talk a little bit about his dating life. He has some two squirting uh, stories that is really kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> he talks about squirting and how irritated he was by it and why. <laughs> we talk about that. But mostly we talk about sex tourism, his experience in the different places and all of his traveling around the world. And it's super interesting. You should check out his channel if you want more information. It's adulting hard. But uh, I will put a link to that in the description. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Wayne. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Uh, hi, Wayne. Well, you got a hot voice. What? Oh, okay. Thanks. Hey. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. Hey, Kathy. Uh, hi. I was like, what should I call you before the call, Wayne? You're like, call me whatever the fuck you want. I'm like, maybe I'll call you bruh because I think your email is like bruh. Something is like, I don't know. I like that term. My son uses it. All him and all his friends are like bruh this, bruh that. I'm like, where'd you fucking hear that on YouTube? <laughs> but maybe they did Well, it's hear... not actually. Yeah, it's bruh. B-R-U. Bruh. That's what guys call each other now. B-R-U. So we don't. We... We don't pronounce it bra, yeah. We pronounce it brew. Brew. Oh, maybe that's the way it is, but the kids brew. just got it wrong. Brew? It's brew? Brew. Well, they got it right there. I, I suppose that's the way that they pronounce it. But yeah, in Cape Town, because I'm from Cape Town. Yeah, so let's talk about And everything about is like you. brew. Oh, brew. I don't know. Brew, bra. I like it. Okay, but we're calling you Wayne for this because you are somebody that has a YouTube channel. Now, this is what I got out of your email that you started a YouTube channel about, you know, your bike riding, right? And cycling, whatever. Yes. And uh, you had that and yeah. that was doing really well. And you decided to start a second one that has to do with sex tourism. And you go because you travel the world yeah. for that first one. And you happen to go to places where escorting and all that kind of stuff is legal. And you are now doing a YouTube channel where you film it and give information on the different spots that you go to. Correct? Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> well, why don't first of all give you out the it. name of your both of your YouTube channels? Let's let's start off with that. Like, what's the first one? The one with the cycle? Is it cycling? But like across, like what kind of it's biking? mountain biking? But I don't want to. I don't want to associate the two together. Oh, so okay. I'll, I'll I'll leave I'll leave the one out. So I'll leave yeah. the mountain biking out because that's totally different. But, okay, cool. uh, The sex tourism channel that is called Adulting Hard. Okay, adulting hard. So that's you there, you know, live in person filming all the like red light districts you go to. But what we're going to do on this show is like talk about yeah. all of your experiences. So like, okay, where should we start? When did you start traveling? Okay, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I started like a, a, a writing channel. Yeah. And um I I was going out to this girl for a long time. We went out for like ten years, uh-huh. and uh, towards it would, our relationship was super toxic towards the end. And then we went once uh, to our, well a couple of days before we broke up. We were in Thailand, and the whole time I was there, I know it sounds I'm like I'm gonna sound like a bit of a dick, but the whole time I was there, I was like, fuck, you know what? She's like not in a good mood, and she's not. Uh, we, we we were just toxic together. Like towards the end, no one wanted to be around each other and I didn't want her to be there. And I was like, I was just wishing the whole time that she would break up with me there. Uh-huh. And uh, I met this friend of mine, like a rider there. And um, and he, he kind of told me about the whole Thai thing um, because I was in Thailand. And he told me about the whole Thai thing and the party life in Thailand. And I wanted to experience it, but because she was there, I couldn't experience it. Like, you know, like the massage parlor, as you go to the massage parlor and you get like a hand job there at the massage parlor. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a common thing there, you know, uh, mm -hmm. like, uh, and the cheap, happy probably endings. right. <laughs> like not expensive. Well, no, they're super cheap, like yeah. really cheap. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just couldn't experience it because she was there. So the whole time I was there. Like I was just wishing she would break up with me. And then <laughs> we came back to South Africa and then, a few days later, I got like the Dear John note, literally like a Dear John note. And she was like, yeah, she's out of here and, and stuff like that. So then a couple of months later, I went back to Thailand and I had my first experience with this friend of mine. Like he was like, okay, cool. He's going to take me to this girly bar, which is like a, a bar where the uh, the freelancers work. So over there, they're called freelancers, like the prostitutes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he took me to this 
to this girly bar there and he introduced me to this girl there and then I was I didn't know how to I didn't know how it works because it worked a bit differently to in my mind it worked differently to how it actually works yeah yeah Explain. and I'm uh, sure a lot of other people have this, that in their mind the wrong way you know what I mean exactly and that was a point of why I started the channel but yeah so when I got there I was like um I just asked her like you know what how much is it gonna cost to take me to take you home with me and she was like what the fuck are you talking about kind of thing <laughs> and then I was like <laughs> and then I was like so confused and a bit embarrassed and I like looked at my buddy and I'm like dude like is this girl like really a hooker because she like just turned me down like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and uh he was like dude <laughs> he's like what did you do so I'm like well I just asked her to go home with me and I asked her how much it's gonna cost and he's like no that's not how it works you gotta like buy her a drink and kind of uh like get like smooth with her and stuff like that so and then you can ask her and then i didn't realize this so then i bought her like a drink and these girls make money from the drinks as well so for every drink that you buy them they make a bit of money as well because they don't actually make that much money from uh from going home with guys and, and being bargles mm-hmm. if they you know we've got the wrong perception of it they don't actually go home with a lot of guys there but yeah, and then after that, I realized, fuck, you know what? It was like such a, it was a, it was a, a tricky experience and it was a tricky situation I was in. I didn't know like how the fuck it worked. So I thought I was riding one day when I came back to South Africa, I was riding on my bike and I was like, dude, you know what? I was like thinking to myself, you know what? It would be cool if I start a channel about this because that would be pretty sick. And then I thought about it for months and then I went back to Asia on like a three month trip. And I was riding with an Aussie friend in Hong Kong. And I, I just like ran it by him. I'm like, dude, I'm thinking about starting this channel about like sex tourism, about hookers and shit like that. And he was like, you should totally do that, man. No, <laughs> I don't know if he was taking the piss and like just joking with me because he's an Aussie and uh, he was just trying to like, yeah, just trying to take a piss. But then I was like, fuck it. Well, I'm in Hong Kong and it's fully legal. Yeah. So I might as well start. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just started filming and started talking to the girls and figuring out how it worked and where the good zones were and where the honey pots were and and uh yeah, and I just took it from there. Well, let's get back to that first experience like, you know, cuz I want I need specifics here. So, you know, you hit up that mm-hmm. girl, she turns you down and then you learn, "Oh, I got to buy her a couple drinks." You know, and then what happens? How much was it and wh- where did you take her and how good was it and all that kind of stuff? Like, how was that first experience? Good news, Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So, if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could call that number 24 7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Okay. The first experience was, uh, it was. It was a bit strange. I took her home. I think I, at that stage I paid a thousand. So there in Thailand, you at that specific place, that was in Chiang Mai, which is northern Thailand, and it's a bit more expensive there than everywhere else. Okay. In, uh, in like Bangkok, it's more mm-hmm. expensive. The girls are more expensive there. Alcohol is a bit more expensive there as well. If you drink, uh, things are just a bit more expensive there. So I think I paid a total of like two thousand baht. Uh, and the bar fine. So there you pay a bar fine. That's like a release fee for the girl. Oh, interesting. Cause they're working through, they're working for the bar. They're working at the bar and yeah. then they, you have to pay a release fee for them to go home with you. So you pay like a, a 500 baht release fee. But because my, my friend was, he was seeing the, the, the owner of the bar. So she just, she just, uh, like she negated the, the bar fine. She didn't even charge me for that. 
Right, right. So I just paid this girl directly what she wanted. She wanted 2,000 baht, I think it was. 2,000? I mean, that's not a lot because I did the conversion. That's like six, like 40 bucks or 60 bucks American yeah. US dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cheap there. And yeah. um, that friend, the same friend of mine, he said, dude, one thing you got to know is that condoms come in different sizes here. So I'm like, what the fuck? It's like more complicated. So he was like, just tell her what she needs to do and then she'll she'll like she'll sort you out so we go to the 7-eleven there right and i'm like dude i, I don't know what size i've got to be apparently condoms are like different sizes yeah <laughs> so she's like okay must come outside yeah and then i was standing outside they've 7-eleven and she sticks her hand in my pants starts jerking me off right and then she goes inside and got the condoms and then they were like the perfect size Wow, she knew she fitted you. <laughs> sure, she's done. She's done it before. Yeah, like, obviously. Isn't, yeah. Isn't, it's not the first rodeo that you know. It's a <laughs> she's solving yeah, a problem. It was, it was a funny thing. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah, so it's yeah. I didn't have. A, I didn't know that condoms came in different sizes. Like yeah, we've got like one size. You know. It's yeah, not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't come in different sizes. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But there, they're actually different sizes, and depending on where you are, you're not going to get the right size for you right so you do need that girl to tell to fill you up (laughs) yeah if you don't measure yourself like i've been in that situation like recently where i i I don't know what size i was and like i went into the shop and i got something that was was largest that they had and it was a little bit small you know so i mean uh yeah you get in you get in tricky situations it's best to take your own condoms with you and that's what i learned when I was there. You know, oh, okay. Just, so that's one of your tidbits. Make it, sure to bring your own condoms. <laughs> take your own condoms. Yeah. If you if you're like big, then take your own condoms. I'm not big at all. So uh yeah, but it's like um yeah, it's 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 best to take your own. Your own okay, so you, you she con she sizes you and then where do you go to have sex with her? In your hotel room or something? Yeah, at that stage, I was at a guest house, like around mm-hmm. the corner from a red light district. So mm-hmm. I actually moved to a, I moved to like an apartment a block away from the red light district because I was going to film there. So, um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was like a block away and then just go to your apartment. There, they also have to, well, it's, it's up to you. Usually, if you get the girls, like a bargle or, or like a freelancer, then they would have to give their IDs into the reception. So they'll have to hand in the ID at the reception before they go up to the room with you, often. Unless oh, okay, you sneak that's them good. In. Well, they do that so to like be a security. safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like a security for you. So That's the difference. Uh, I have to yeah, say, though, that's you... the difference between places where this kind of thing is legal and not legal, you know, and I think that's what a lot of the women here are fighting for because if you do legalize it, then you can create these kinds of systems in place that protect the, the women. I mean, it's going to happen anyway, you know, but where it's not legal, they don't have, they, they can't do these things to protect the women, you know, so it's great that they, they have those things in place. Well, that's the thing. It's not legal there. Oh, it's not? It's not like 100%. It's not legal. (laughs) I think it's decriminalized. Oh, okay. So it's decriminalized, but it's not not like legal. Right. But they have these systems in place to help the girls. Yeah, that's interesting. In Hong Kong, it's fully legal. Like everything's legal, but uh, they're not allowed to have pumps. Right, right. No one, right. They can't. The The government takes their money, not the pimps. But in... (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. In general, like uh, it works. Uh, prostitution works differently in in Asia than what it does in the rest of the world. Like I think in America, there's like a pump, like this dude that looks after the girls and whatever. There, the girls are freelancers, so they work for themselves. They don't have anything, anyone looking after them. Yeah. They basically freelance for a bar, and then they'll work at the bar as like a waitress. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they will get like. Uh, they will get tips and then they'll get like a commission and then, well, depending on where and what bar they're at. Yeah. And then they will have their own price to go home with you and then there will be a release fee as well. Right. Well, so when you get this girl back, was it great sex because she's a professional? Was it awkward because you had never been with an escort before? I mean, how was the actual experience? It was It was okay. She wasn't like, like very – she wasn't like – 
like a pro pro, like yeah, what you uh-huh. think a pro is. So yeah. I think she had been working at the bar for like these girls, like they come in and out of those bars and they work there six months and then they'll leave kind of thing. So she had been there a couple of months, I think. I, I, I don't know. I didn't get into her background or whatever, but she was pretty good. She was, she was quite hot and she was pretty good at what she did. But I mean, it's like, uh, I was just, I was, I was, more interested in the experience of like doing it and getting it over with for the first time you know it's like the first time you have sex yeah it's Uh over like so quick kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know and this was like kind of the same vibe you know i just wanted to just wanted it wanted to do it so that i i i've done it already and then i could say okay i've done it and i'd been through the process and I, i kind of knew what what to expect next obviously it gets better and there's there's been shit girls and there's been great experiences but yeah just because she she's done it many times doesn't mean that she's like super good at it yeah yeah i actually can't remember like like how good she was i don't think she was was that that good but i mean we we did it a couple of times because she stayed the night oh okay so that's for like the whole night they stay but for you i'm thinking because you're on her right but i mean this is your first experience and i think transactional sex is very different than uh, non-transactional sex. I think some people dig it. Some people don't, you know, it all depends. So that's why I was like curious, like as a guy who had never had that experience, did you dig the fact that it was a transactional kind of experience and it was different than if you were with a girl that you picked up that you weren't paying, you know, what was the difference for you and did you like it? I, I, it was, it was okay. I didn't really like, enjoy it that much because it was, I'm more of an emotional person. So I like an emotional connection with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So You're a guy that had I'm a 10 year relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very like now when, when I've done it now, or when I do it now, I'm very choosy and picky with who I, who I take. And usually I'll, I'll get to know them first. And see if there's chemistry. If there's chemistry, then yes. Mm-hmm. If there's no chemistry, then it's going to be, I know it's going to be doomed for failure. And it's going to be like a shit experience. So I'd rather not do it. Yeah, right. So I'm very, I, I don't like sleep with like all the girls. Uh, it's just like, if there's a, if there's chemistry between us, then yes, I would. But like, it's not like, uh, like a go out there and bang girls like every night kind of thing. Yeah, no, but I feel like, and that's why I asked, because I think it's just depends on the way you're wired. I think some guys would be very into it and would take advantage of it and would dig the way it's set up. And some guys wouldn't. I asked you because I thought, oh, this is a guy that's been in a 10 year relationship. That's more a relationship guy. So I wondered, you know, I was expecting that answer. You know, I wondered how, like, you know, I I thought that's what you were going to say. Well, I'm not actually like I'm not a relationship guy. I'm like kind of yeah, free, so I enjoy okay. having freedom. I, I, oh, well, I don't you were, like having. So why were you with that girl for are. ten years? And yeah. why didn't you break up with her? You said ten times. I was hoping she'd break up with me. Why didn't you fucking break <laughs> so, up with her? <laughs> because I was like scared, <laughs> and I was ridiculous. like, you know, I felt like I, I, <laughs> it was like coward, cowardness. Yes, you're one. Of, maybe you're one of those people that like life happens to you. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, there's I, a fucking saying yeah. that shit stinks, but it's warm, you know? Yeah. You're in like a comfortable situation, but it's like a comfortable, you're in a yeah, shit situation, but that's, why, but but that's what I'm saying. place for you to be in. Yeah. So a relationship person would be more apt to stay in a relationship that's shit warm than leave. That's the difference between a relationship person and a non-relationship person. Oh, that's just what I'm saying. I just, you I might fuck be, relationships up. Yeah, but you like them, obviously. <laughs> they are like I know that there's there's guys called the Passport Bros and and the Blue Bookers and stuff like that, and they literally just go out there and just fucking bone hookers like yeah. all the time, and they don't need that. There's guys that, that don't need the 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 emotional connection yeah. or the the chemistry. They can just like pick a girl from a stage and just like and just uh just go at them, but yeah. like. For me, it's like I I like to kind of like get to know someone a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I like I'll speak to like the girls and stuff, and if I feel like there's chemistry or they're super they're good looking or they got like a cool vibe, yeah, or like they got this energy around them, mm-hmm. then I'll be like totally into them, and then I'll be down and to clown and yeah, like yeah, I'll 
that that's it. That's it for me. If they've got this energy with them. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. And like I said, I think that that it's just a different breed. You know, people are like breeds of dogs. You know, everyone, there's all different kinds. You know, on my show, yeah. I like to get, I mean, I want the big picture from you, but I like to get the personal per- stuff too. You know, like who the fuck is Wayne? You know, like you're doing this show on sex tourism. Like, what do you really think about it? And what are your experiences really like you know your audience will probably be interested in hearing all this stuff too because on your show you're doing more from like oh you know you're just showing people the stuff but like what's really going down with Wayne that's what I want to know it's uh it it look it it's a lot of like partying and stuff. I go to these Asian places like Bangkok and stuff, and Bangkok's just one big fucking party. That's uh-huh. that's okay. pretty much what it's like. In in a lot of these places, it's just like one big party, and it's just I get like I get sucked into it, like into these like ping pong shows. I love ping pong shows. Uh, I learned to love ping pong shows. What the fuck is a ping pong know. show? It's like tennis. Like it's like tennis, a tennis match. You're just watching. No, people so play a ping, ping pong? pong show is like a. It's like a show where these girls will will do things with their badges. Uh, oh. They'll like blow out candles. <laughs> they'll like blow out candles, or they'll shoot fucking blow darts and like uh, shoot blow darts at balloons in the fucking ceiling. It's crazy, oh and God. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. And it's like I saw my first ping pong show, and I was like, "Holy shit, these girls are amazing!" <laughs> I was so blown away by it, that and I was just like thinking, "Fuck it." If these girls can do that, right, just imagine how good they must be in bed. Yeah. Well, did you take it? Have you taken home a ping pong girl? I haven't. Not yet. But I was working my way towards them. But like <laughs> I, I stepped with a couple of other girls there at the ping pong show. And I didn't actually make it to the girls because like they're on the stage and then they go backstage and then they, they don't come like to the crowd much and stuff so i didn't communicate much with them but i try to and next time i'm going to next time i'm going to make the mission to do that because i would really love to see if they can do that with their if they can do that with their pussies fuck it just imagine how good they can be in bed right right because they're just I mean, shooting they, stuff like, across the room it's the blowing fucking whistles man they like stick like a, a oh. whistle like a <laughs> oh really a fucking soccer whistle <laughs> It's soccer whistle in there, and it's like they blow it. It's like, it's, it's amazing. Oh God. I yeah. fucking love it. It's, I I was like hanging around the ping pong show for quite a while. Like I went there a couple of times. Well, good, good few times while I was in Bangkok. So let's go back to your amazing. like your whole story. So you do that first experience in Thailand, and you live there now, or you then? I mean, where did you start? No. Like, where was the next place you went? And you want to just go through the places and explain them? I don't know. Bangkok is like party central and it's probably like one of the biggest sex uh, tourism hotspots in the world. Right. right? There's three different areas. There's Pat Pong, there's Nana, and then there's, well, Sukhumvit, uh, which has got Nana Plaza and then there's Soy Cowboy. And it's like, it's just like massive party zones there and shit just gets wild in those clubs. I mean, fuck, man. I've like, uh, I've, I've, man, like the one night at the ping pong show, I just, one girl, like, just, I bought this girl a drink, and next thing she's, like, fucking give me a hand job while I'm fingering her there. And then the girl on my other side, like, sees this, and then she starts, like, giving me a blowjob, like, right in the club. in the open, right out in the open. Yeah, right out, in the club kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're, like, all impressed and shit. And so then they, they invited me to the after party, which is which was at a club next door. And some other bird came there, some other girl that worked there, and she was, like, but uh, then she she took me to that party and um, she was like, you know what? I bought a drink there. And then she was like, you know what? Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go to your hotel. And I'm like, but the other, what is the other two girls? Right. And she was like, don't worry about them. It's fine. And so then I left and I went home with that girl. And like, yeah, she went to my hotel room and stayed the night. So, I mean, shit gets fucking wild there. And what's so the demographic Bangkok, of the guys that are there? Is it all like, uh, you know, tourists? Do you think that like a lot of the people that live there are in those places? Or is it mostly people from other parts of the world? You know, like tourists that are, you know. No, it's tourists. It's mostly tourists. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's I It's about yeah. 98% tourists. There's yeah. very little local guys. Yeah. It's like uh, foreigners from uh, other Asian countries, like Jap- Japanese, Koreans love it. Uh-huh. Um, Chinese 
And then lots of Americans, loads of Europeans. The Europeans actually like the ladyboys a lot. Are you here because you love hot stories? Well, I know where you could find a ton of hot stories, and that is on the Dipsy Stories app. Dipsy is full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy's got something for you. Whether you're into straight stories, queer stories, threesomes, or some stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and written stories. And they also have my favorite feature that I always talk about, which is the jump to the action button. So if you want to get right to it, because you're super horny, you just press a button and it takes you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and click on the link. Oh yeah, I want to talk about the lady boys because that's big over there, correct? They love the lady boys. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, lady boys yeah, are sometimes hotter than a regular chick. You know, how do you know if you're a tourist walking through that town that, you know, maybe you don't want to go with a lady boy or you do? I mean, is it is it like labeled like this is a lady boy? This is not because nowadays, like you, you might not be able to tell the difference. Like, how do you know you're getting a lady boy or not? Well, I can tell the difference because I don't drink. Firstly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but think- most people are. Yeah, so a lot of uh, some of the guys that go in with these lady boys, they're drunk, right? Yeah. Some of the guys that go there to be with lady boys. Yeah, right. That's what and I mean. And some guys are just yeah. like, some guys are just like, you know what? Fuck it. They're curious. They want to like check it out. They're getting old. You yeah. Know? Um, they're getting older. They're just curious to see if the rumors are true because there's rumors out there that lady boys suck better cock than girls. Well, have you ever gotten your cock sucked by a lady boy? I mean, do you know? I have not yet. Okay. No. Are you going I, to? I'm like, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you curious? <laughs> I can't say. I don't know. I don't know what happens tomorrow. That's All the right. thing. Okay. You know, like, okay. uh, like today I'm not interested in, but maybe tomorrow I will be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happens next. So tell me though more about the lady boy experience. Yeah. Le- there's like, there's literally like go-go bars with lady boys in there. So you can go, you can go pick up lady boys at the go-go bars, or pick them up off the streets, or they will. Lady boys are, are very forward, so they'll come to you, often, and they'll just start like pulling into you or making moves on you, where the girls aren't like that. Like, oh, is that interesting? They're very, very forward. That's interesting. So they, the lady boys target like the guys a lot. So that's what happens. Sometimes with the drunk guys, they walk down the street and then the ladyboy will go up to them. And then um, next thing you'll see them walking away with the ladyboy because like maybe, I don't know for sure, it's just speculation on my part, but maybe they don't realize they're ladyboys. That's what I'm saying because some ladyboys look really good, great. They have fake boobs, right? Their hair's done. I mean, they got good bo- banging bodies. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're right. They do. They look. Some of them look beautiful. That's and what I mean. Some of them have got like really, really nice, really nice boobs, man. I have a really funny story. A guy, a, my old co-host, when I first started doing my show, Tommy, he owned a very popular bar, gay bar in the city, and his cousin worked for him. This young guy, and uh, you know, this gay bar was filled with a lot of drag queens, and they had a lot of entertainment, and there was like one. Uh, entertainer and she was beautiful like hot as shit like a 10 point a thousand on those scale hotter than a lot of regular women and very done up and uh, word got out that this his cousin got a blowjob from her and like you know Tommy went to his cousin he was like listen I just gotta tell you like I I don't want to like you know freak you out but like that's like really a guy and he's like I fucking know and he's like but she was like hotter than any girl that I could ever get in real life so I went for it I was like oh that's so fucking funny 
you know he was like he knew he <laughs> if it turns if it turns you on it turns you on man. no I but he was like, like it was like literally it wasn't like he it was like just she was hotter than any girl that would ever blow him so he like took it that's to me like such a guy move <laughs> fuck it well we guys right i've i've got this friend he's like pushing 60 rides with me and we were walking up the street and this lady boy came to hug us both like just came up to us and like hug us on the street and then she was like, oh, do, do we want to take her home and whatever? And I'm like, no, it's okay, thanks. And then he was like, oh, he doesn't know. And then she let him feel, uh, she let him feel her tits and stuff. And then he looked at me and he's like, dude, I actually got a little bit hard there, man. Yeah. And I'm like, I asked him, like, because he's pushing 60. I'm like, dude, do you find, like, that the older you get, the more open-minded you are towards it? He's like, yeah, definitely. Like, Oh, that's interesting. He's, he's curious now about it, so. Yeah, so the older I, I guess the older I get, maybe the more open-minded I am about it. But who knows? <laughs> maybe next time, maybe next time, like there's a lady boy that fucking that I'm interested in. Look, they're cool to party with. They like dudes. Yeah. They literally like dudes with tits, and it's like they they fucking cool people to party with. I mean, everyone's just trying to have a good time and and fucking party and yeah, you know, have a good time. So I mean, they're really cool to party with. Yeah, and like you said, they're more aggressive than the regular girls because they really are guys, so they have that personality more so like a guy, you know, more alpha, more yes. whatever. And they, they try to show off a lot more than what girls do. So they're more in your face, you know. So yeah. they will they will pull their tits up to show you their tits because they're proud about them. And, like, yeah, they just want to show you. Yeah, I'm so, sorry, but yeah, I think a lot of guys would be a lot happier with a lady boy than a regular girl because, you know, guys are always complaining about fucking chicks. You know, there's your perfect girl. She's like you because she's a fucking guy, but she's got nice tits and a nice body. If you could handle the dick, like, why not? <laughs> I think well, a lot of guys of would be a lot happier. <laughs> what? Some of them have them, but the dick's removed. And also they right, don't so have their time of month. Even better. So there's not the fucking, there's not that, that, uh, that mood swing. They don't have the mood swing. That's swings. what I mean. That's my whole point. Like, guys, all the shit that guys can't stand about checks. A lot of my guy friends, I'm like, you'd just be happier if you were fucking gay. You know, go date a guy because they're just more in line. Because I think men and women are, unfortunately, very different. We just are. When there's always complaining on the, about the opposite sex. So I'm just making a joke, but there's some truth to it that, like you said, you don't have the mood swings, the hormones. Like you said, they're great to fucking party with because it's like a dude, you know, guys love hanging out with their bras, you know, <laughs> so it's like a bra with tits. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like exactly. what every guy wants. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just talked. Um, I had a great conversation that hasn't aired yet, though, um, with a guy who owns a sex doll, sex doll business. He makes sex dolls, the real ones, the ones that are thousands of dollars. And I was like, oh, yeah. isn't that like the perfect girl? She doesn't fucking talk. Well, I don't think it's not the same thing. It's, like, you don't have, it's like for me, it's like for me, it's like I'm not into uh, like fake like implants. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because I feel that they feel different. Yeah. Like I, I feel like they feel colder. Uh-huh. And you're like, it's, it's like this weird feeling. Like a, you, like there's like a temperature change between. Yeah, it's like a dead person. With, I think that's like what a dead person would feel like yeah, because there's no blood weird, there. Like, <laughs> No, exactly. I'm not like into fake boobs and stuff like that. And I don't think I'm, I'll be into like fleshlights. I want like the real thing. Yeah. But anyway, and, let's get back yeah. on track. So lady boys. But what my yes. whole point is like, are they like if I'm there and I'm not drunk and maybe I don't want to wind up with a lady boy or something. Is it like, oh, this is is there a sign like lady boys here and another sign saying like real girls here? Like, do they make that distinction? Sometimes at some of the bars, there'll be like a sign, like a small sign outside. It will be small, but yeah. there will be like a sign. At, at some places, there'll be like 100% girls yeah. outside. Oh, at okay. Place. In Nana Plaza, you pretty much all the corners in Nana Plaza, uh -huh. the lady boys are in the corner bars, like in the in the bars where there's like at the back corners kind of thing. There's lady boys there usually. But, but other than that, it's difficult to... If you're drunk, it will be difficult to distinguish the difference. Right. But like, hey, fuck it. If you're into it, you're into it, man. I'm sure if I was talking to a lady boy, he would tell me that a lot of guys are just, couldn't be happier. That's what they're there for, you know? When in Rome. 
When exactly. in Bangkok, exactly. try a ladyboy. You know what I mean? Guys, I think are... Listen, I have a lot of guys on my show talking about sucking dick in private because it's still so taboo for guys to do it. Once it became popular for girls to, every girl's a fucking lesbian. And no girl feels bad talking about the fact that she wants to go down on a girl. But for guys, it's still like a thing. So there's still a lot of guys that are hiding out. But I think, you know, more guys, especially the way guys are wired. So they're so fucking horned up. I just think a lot more guys are would be open to it than not. I mean, come on. I think so. I think like maybe because people don't, uh, they don't give it like, they don't take themselves into the areas to find out because it's taboo. They won't explore like areas and see if they, if it turns them on or not. Right. But that's what's so interesting about places like this. That's why it's all filled with so many tourists because it's like Disneyland for them. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the time for them to maybe try something like that out just for that one time thing. Yeah. And like, Anything goes and there's no like animosity between people. No one, everyone's just trying to get along there. That's the difference in Asia that I find. Like here where I live, it's like, fuck it. There's like so much tension and shit, like with everything that like, if like I, I mentioned that I party with lady boys and like these dudes that I like hang out with, they're like, what the fuck, man? You know, like, (laughs) it's like a a big, it's like a fucking problem. I'm like, dude, man, like these guys are just trying to like have a good time. Just like you and me, you know, they just feel like they were born differently. So wait, so Bangkok has like the, the best, Bangkok is the best in your mind, like of all the places that you've traveled because it's super open and it's like party central. What comes next? Where else have you been? Uh, Philippines is pretty good, but Philippines has got a very dark side as well. Like, it's, oh, that's interesting. Philippines, mm-hmm. Philippines. Like, I went to Philippines and uh, I spent a couple of weeks filming there, and I went to this one. So I was in Manila. Manila is pretty good. Manila's, uh, yeah, Manila's pretty legit, right? There's mm-hmm. a there's a good good district there. But then I went to this uh, to this other city that's really dark, run by Koreans, and it's like very, it's like a, a very dark, and pr- like I, I just felt morally like 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 am I doing the right thing here kind of, kind of deal like yeah, yeah I I'm get still that, gonna yeah. see how am I gonna how am I gonna post these videos because there's a lot of stuff there. These girls are getting paid like almost nothing there. Uh, the Koreans just go there and they're like, it's like a, it's like a show for them to show off their money. So they'll take like these, they'll take like a, a fucking, they've got these bags of money and they'll just like throw money out. It's, and then they'll let the girls like fight for the money kind of thing while they throw it out on the floor. It's, it's literally yeah, it's really rude. It yeah, was gross. like a, yeah. a cattle auction. That's yeah. a, yeah. that's a, the best way I could describe it. Like, People are like, you're sitting there and there's like, you're sitting in these go-go bars and these girls are doing the show and then there'll be like a mama son, which is like a lady that, she's like a, the hostess kind of thing. There's a couple mm-hmm. of them in these bars and mm-hmm. she'll have like a laser pointer and she'll point and you'll say, okay, number 32, because I have these these numbers tagged to their, their bikinis or whatever they're wearing. And then you'll say number 32, what she like and whatever. And then she'll take the laser pointer and point the laser at these girls. So it looks like a a laser show there because like there's a lot of these laser beams like going around because everyone wants to know about these girls and they're just pointing out these girls. And these girls are super cheap and stuff. And yeah, it was just a very, very dark place. I didn't feel very, very good being there. So I met this, this dude. I was uh, partying at this one bar, just trying to scout and see how everything works because that's how I, I go around. The first night, I'll just go into all the bars and see how everything works. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start diving in and experiencing it and and, and sampling. Mm-hmm. Let's call it sampling. And then, uh, and then I went to this one bar there and then I, I befriended the like a manager there and he was like, uh, he, he gave me a bit of insight there, told me about a blowjob bar that, that used to be there. And he said I should go check that out if it was still there. And then he said I must go check out this other bar as well. And I went to that bar that he told me to go to and uh, because it was a, one of the popular bars there. It was always full and always a party there. And I met this girl there that was on the stage. Mm-hmm. And... I just felt like I connected with this girl. Like we started making eye contact a lot while she was on stage. And then 
Uh, then she came and sat with me and I bought her a drink. And then uh, I was like, you know what? Let's go fucking party. Let's go to the nightclub here and just, let's just go party. And then um, I paid the bar fine there. And then we went to go party and we just had this fucking amazing night. You know, like one of those, I felt like it was an amazing night. We just connected and we were partying. And then we met up with other friends there and we were all in karaoke. And then we went to my hotel room. And it turned out that this girl was, uh, she was new there, right? She had just started that night. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I spoke to, we all we made out and stuff like that. The hotel room once a night was finished in the morning. And then I asked her, like, what time is I going to take her back there? And she was like, no, stay with me. So then she spent the day and then she spent the night as well. And then I got to know her and found out that she was new there. It was her first night there. And then next thing, she just spent like like almost a week with me in the hotel. And she never went back to work. Mm-hmm. And while she was there, I like uh, I just spoke to her and I just told her, like, this place, like, I've been to a lot of these places. And this place is by far the worst of them, by far. And I can see this place is going to fucking rip you apart. Like, you're just going to strip any goodness from you. And, yeah, you, you don't want to be out. here. Yeah. Like, you should, you should do something. Yeah, you should get the fuck out. And yeah. Yeah, like the day before Christmas, she just, she left and she went back to her own province and uh, she left the place. She never, she's never been back. I'm still got contact with her and stuff. So yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, she hasn't been back. She's, she's got a proper job now. She works in a hotel and yeah, she's, she's out. So I feel good about that. But yeah, like that place was really, really dark. I felt, fuck, I felt so, like I felt, really shit being there and stuff but i i kind of like had like i gotta do uh, like a job i got i've got a job to do there i don't know how i'm gonna spin the, the videos about the place but like hopefully i can figure something out that doesn't make it look good because it's it's not a good yeah place. that's the point i it's know like yeah when i get people emailing me about stuff that is like illegal or boundaryless, you know, non-consensual. Like the only way I'll ever do those episodes is if the person is calling in because they know it's wrong and they want help, you know, like, but if you think it's fucking turns you on to be looking up women's skirts and taking videos of it without them knowing, like, I won't have you on my fucking show because that's dark shit and it's not cool. Yeah. But if it's somebody that, and I've had this on my show where, and it's the way I spin it's like, if you want to call in because you know what you're doing is fucking wrong and you want to stop and you're an addict, like I love that conversation because because that's real. Um, but you're not going to glorify something that you know is wrong. And I think that's the that's what you you don't want to do either, which I think is cool. You want to show the problem with yeah, it. Yeah, like, look, I've got to live with my fucking, with my choices. Like, I don't have, like, alcohol or anything to fucking drown it down with. So my choices that I make, I've got to live with them, like, morally. So I'm always like, you know what, is this the right thing? Like, I I was in Kathmandu on this fucking trying to find girls in Kathmandu. And I found, like, this fucking this massage parlor. This dude took me on this fucking joyride there in Kathmandu. Mm-hmm. He took me to, like, all these massage parlors. And we eventually found one that, that had girls that would sleep with me or sleep with people yeah. for a price. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's fucking do it. Because, like... You know, for me, I've, I'm talking about this stuff and like for me, it's like hypocritical if you don't partake and you talk about it. So yeah, I've got to like sample it and see if it's legit or not. Mm-hmm. So I go to the back with this girl and I'm like, fuck it. Like, this is, how old is this girl? And I like, ask her, like, how old are you? And she's like, oh, she's, she's 19. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know if this girl is really fucking 19. And I just fucking stopped and she was like, what the fuck is up? And I'm like, no, I just, I just can't fucking do it. Like, I can't, I, I don't know how old you are. I'm sorry, I just can't fucking do it, and I can't get it out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. You're it was following like, your gut. You know what? The first time I was with a squirter, first time I was with a squirter was shit, like really shit. Uh-huh. I'm like in my head the whole. Time. I think about shit like a lot. Yeah. Like, um, I'm like a dreamer, and I'm always thinking about shit. <laughs> That's probably why you were an alcoholic <laughs> to, to to stop all that yeah. thinking. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, of course. Yeah. And like, and like, um, 
the first time I thought it would be cool because I read that fucking The Dirt from Motley Crue and I was like, dude, I want to be like, a, like when I broke up with my long-term girlfriend, I was like on a mission to find a fucking squirter. So lost a bunch of weight, went on to Tinder and just went, did fucking my rounds on Tinder. And then eventually I met this girl. She was like, she was Mauritian, right? Mm-hmm. And so in Mauritius, they're French speaking. So they got a French accent, but she was Chinese as well. So she was Chinese looking with a French accent. Wow. That's and it's like yeah. really fucking unique. Yeah. It's like, it was like, it was like a fucking spell that she cast to me because I was like, <laughs> I've never seen this shit before. And I was like, fuck, I was like, I was just blown away. I was like, fuck, I gotta have this. Yeah. This is like, this is legit because I've got a thing for Chinese, or well, not Chinese, but Asian girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she, I invited her, it was her birthday and we went out and then I invited her back to my place and then she came and then like, we just started making out on the couch and then we moved to the fucking, to the shag, I had the shag rug in my lounge. And we moved over to the shag rug and I just started fingering her. And I just felt like, wow, what's what's going on here? And it's like like it was just like a lot of more like it was like overly moist kind of thing. And I was like, just this warm, it felt like a warm stream on my hand. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> oh, the squirter. Yeah. This is the squirter story. Yeah, and so so we moved to we moved to my bed and then I we I just like fucking, I started fingering her there as well. And we, and then she just fucking just gushed out and just fucking like gushed. And I was like, oh my fuck, this is actually not cool. Like I've got to clean my fucking bed. Like who's going <laughs> to fucking clean it? And then I kept oh, you're going. <laughs> the thing that like that people, like I didn't realize before it happened. I was like, fuck. In my head, I'm like, Shit, you know what? If I'm gonna go out to this girl now, I gotta get waterproof fucking sheets. Yeah, and for shits, sure. <laughs> and I'm gonna like waterproof sheet my bed because I I'm gonna clean my bed every time she comes here. I was like, what the fuck? So I'd never invited her back to my house. And then she came, she invited me to her apartment. And then I went there and then I just got resentful because she had laid out fucking towels on her bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> she laid out towel. <laughs> You're like, like why the fuck didn't you do that on my house, bitch? <laughs> why didn't you fucking tell me? Like, why didn't you tell me about that shit? Like before, and then like the whole time, I was like, fuck, I couldn't even like, I couldn't even make like uh, concentrate because I was just so resentful oh, towards it. Like, I was like, well, wait, but this is what I think could be. The, no, this is what could have been the situation at that first experience. Was the first time when she was back at your house and she squirted? Was that the first time you guys ever hooked up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you as a female, and this could be the reason why. Okay. And I'm just like saying that as a female, you never know if you're going to get turned on by a guy or not. You don't know if the guy the first time is going to give you an orgasm. A lot of times they're not going to. They don't know how to, you know get you right you know it's a first experience so maybe she didn't realize she was you were going to be able to make her squirt the first time maybe she didn't know how she was gonna react the second time she knew when you came to her house okay this guy made me fucking squirt you know he was good but she might have not known going in that you were going to make her squirt so that might be the reason why she didn't towel up maybe maybe i don't know but i just think feel if if a squirt is out there and you're listening. I think you just should. Oh, you're so funny. You should like prepare the dude first because like, <laughs> or at least like, at least you don't have to say anything. Just go get a fucking towel and just put it on the bed. Yeah, but think so about how insulting. No, but if I'm a squirter, okay, I'm not going to take your advice because how insulting if I go over a guy's house the first time and I'm like, oh, listen, I squirt, so I'm going to go get some towels. And then the guy sucks in bed and I'm not turned on and something turned me off or something and I don't squirt. Yeah. Like, then you feel bad. Like, I don't know. I, no, I totally get it. I think he, you're too sensitive. No, he's too bad because you should, you should. He should concentrate and learn a woman's body better. The guy should. Well, I'm just saying you just never know. The Girls don't know yeah. that. Right. You did. That's what I'm just saying. You did. You knew how to get. You pressed the right buttons and she squirted, but she might not have known. So you never. So you let that diamond in the rough go just because of her squirting. Did you never wind up seeing her again? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I was. With the... <laughs> oh, my God. You're funny. And then like a year later, I was with another one. 
another squirter who was actually a client. What right? do you mean a client? <laughs> what do you mean a client? Like a client. Like uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, I, I, I'm a plumber back home. And uh, like I was at this client's house and she, we just like, we, we just started chatting. I was working at the house and we just started chatting. And then um, I, I think we had like a connection or whatever. Yeah. One day, like a few days after I was working there, she phoned and she was like, it was winter and she phoned and she was like, uh, she's got no hot water, the water's cold, she had to take a cold shower, what the fuck, do I have the electrician's number so that you can call him? So I'm like, sent her a message back and I'm like, you know what, I'm sorry, like, uh, I'm sorry this happened, I'll send you the number, I can only imagine how bad it must be. And she's like, she sends me a message back saying, that's not all you were thinking. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, oh, this what, is like what, a porn. What, what do you mean by that? This is a porn. The milf, the milf calling the plumber to her house. <laughs> yeah, like, and I was like, I just asked, like, are you flirting with me? And she's like, do you want me to stop? And I'm like, no, it's okay. You can like, you can carry on. Okay. So I invited her to my place, and then, um, and then the first time she came, she just came for coffee. And then it was like teasing mostly. And then the next night she came and she like fucking, yeah, she just let go of my bed as well. And then I was like, fuck. No f- towels? Fuck you. No towels. No she warning. She didn't tell me. No warning. She just <laughs> fucking gushed all over me. And like the fucking bed was wet and the mattress. Got to clean the fucking mattress again. It was a mission. <laughs> So I never saw her again. Oh like, my god, hilarious! You hate let me tell you, Let me tell you that I was the girl in Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. The girl in Philippines that I was with, that uh, in that that stayed with me in a hotel. She was she she sprayed like crazy, crazy mm-hmm. sprayed, mm-hmm. and she had these like she had these intense, intense orgasms for like like these like kind of like seizures you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. um and it was like these multiple ones so it's like she she basically like just all get multiple like she went into these like multiple orgasm like fits yeah like for i'd like to say like 10 minutes but that's wow. like it's not right i think maybe like a minute or so i don't know i wasn't timing but it was like a while that she would go into these into these these like fits and she sprayed and because I was in the hotel room, I was like super turned on by it because I didn't think about the bed. Now that I was in another spot, I was like really into it. And I was like, fuck, man, this is actually pretty cool. And then she would do this thing where she would like, oh man, she would like sit on me and she would like fucking like rub, oh man, she would like rub her lips up against my dick and just like go up and down no insertion or whatever but just on the outer and she just like fucking release on me and it was just like fucking it was wild i i, I like that i love that mm-hmm. it was amazing and because i wasn't at my house it was fucking next level amazing i love that right 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 that would make sense you gotta go to sleep after they leave and now your bed's all fucking wet like it's like if your kid pukes in your in your room you know i mean i i understand it's a lot of work <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna clean it up, and it's not it's not cool. But like, if it's at another place, it's 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 okay. Like, I love it now. Now I'm like, now I'm totally into it. Yeah, but that's hilarious. That's another thing. Like when I when I broke up with that girl that I was in a long term yeah. relationship with, mm-hmm. I was like very fucking selfish. Like I was like a selfish lover. Um, I did. I just yeah, I wasn't interested in another person and stuff. And then when I broke up with her, I went on a mission to like just be better, be better at be better at sex and be better at that at, at picking up girls and and hooking up with girls and stuff. And I went on a mission, like on the Tinder mission, I met lots of girls and I, I started learning about like the girls' bodies and stuff. And like, uh, yeah, and I find it like a challenge. It's a challenge for me. Like I get turned on by, by the girl coming. Mm-hmm. Like that's the turn on for me. Is like the girl orgasming, right? And that's like the total turn on for me. So I I I get off from that. If she's having fun and she's like having the fucking best experience, and so am I. And like right, yeah. Well, listen, 
give all your shout outs for people to find out more information on sex tourism. <laughs> uh, why don't you, I will put a link in my description for everyone to find your YouTube channel, but why don't you give another shout out? Sure. Like uh, it's called adulting hard. It's on YouTube. Uh, I just started the Patreon account. Uh, What's uh, on your Patreon? So, well, at the moment it's just, started. so I'm going to start uh, posting videos there sooner. I'm going to have, uh, I want to do a database. I'm going to do a discord channel where, where uh, like uh, the community can chat together with each other and we can all like split the information between each other mm-hmm. and find out more. I'll have like some live streams. Oh, like and a stuff. forum or something uh, so that everyone could chime in. Yeah, like a forum about yeah. it. And, and they'll get like early releases and longer content. I do, like, I don't want to do porn or whatever, but I do have some videos where I do, where I am with the girls that I did sh- like shoot. Mm-hmm. That like, if they, but I don't know if I'll fucking ever post that. But like, maybe I do. I don't know. I'll, I'll decide. But, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like my channel is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fairly new, but it is gaining some steam. Uh, uh-huh. It's getting traction. Although YouTube is like, I see they like they are censoring a lot of it and making it over 18 now. But even though it is, it's still getting views and stuff. My That's videos cool. are still getting views and yeah. like, yeah. Well, listen, I know that everybody does a podcast, but I think, you know, if you could talk longer, you obviously can. Your YouTube videos are very short, but I think a sex tourism, each episode being a different place and you talk for a lot longer, you know, do 45 minute to an hour episodes on each place and really get into it and do interviews and stuff. I think that would be really great. And the great thing about podcasting is, is that there's not that kind of censorship on YouTube. I'm in both places. My audience is way bigger, 10,000 times bigger on my podcast than it is on my YouTube. And YouTube, I can never really, I, I don't grow as fast as I can. I know how to work fucking YouTube. I know how it works, but it's uh, very hard when you have adult content. It's like a bad boyfriend YouTube to me. It's always breaking up with me, striking me, getting mad at me. You know, it's a very inconsistent. It's like I can't rely on YouTube. And, you know, I'm sure you could rely on it with your other channel. I was thinking of just doing a Pornhub channel as well. Like yeah. Maybe like yeah, that's just putting for sure. Because, like, I mean, there's no, there's no censorship there. So maybe putting out... 100%. I, I registered on Pornhub, so... Yeah, I might that's just what you like, should do. Have like a clone channel yeah. on Pornhub there. Yeah. I and mean, then like because people are into porn there. So I mean they're gonna be into look, it's a massive industry. Eh? Fuck. Yeah. Like when you go to Asia and you see these places, yeah. there's fucking thousands, thousands of guys just hooking up with girls there, the bar girls, the street girls, everything. Like there's just no fucking and now it's even bigger now than before the virus, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's way big. it's bigger now. And Bangkok, oh, Thailand has become a, a party central because they've legalized marijuana there now. So, right, on top of fuck, it. Yeah. Now it's like next level. Yeah, yeah. It's like people are going to get, getting stoned there and getting fucked up and, yeah, you know, just like hooking up with girls and getting drunk and just partying. Yeah, no, I think, uh, listen, the reason why I had you on when you emailed me, because I'm like, I think this is interesting information. Uh, I've never had this topic on, and I think people want to know. Maybe they're traveling and they're wondering or they're curious. So I think, you know, it could do well. And I think that's a great idea to, to put it on Pornhub. But for now, since you're not there, people could go to your YouTube channel. It's called Adulting Hard. And I'll put a link to it. And uh, thanks so much for calling in and uh, telling your story, Wayne. It was interesting. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. No problem. It was it was fun. It was fun. It was a fun convo. It'll be up soon. Send me some pics if you want for my Patreon. Pics of you and Red Light District or shit like that. You know, that would be fun for my Patreon uh, members. Yeah, for sure. I do. I, All got, right, I awesome. can take some screenshots. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Send Send those along. And thanks again for calling in, Wayne. Sick. Good Thanks, luck with Kathy. Your channel. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube 
as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.